0: jazz piano skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Last week's lesson was definitely a brain teaser. The study of chord scale relationships will drive you nuts, at least initially. One moment the concept is crystal clear, as clear as it possibly can be, and then seconds later it's as clear as mud. It's maddening. Just know that this is totally normal. So how we combat this phenomenon is to attack the skill from multiple perspectives. And that is exactly what we are going to do today. But before we do, I want to thank everyone for the kind emails and speak pipe messages regarding all of the nifty changes to jazz piano skills that I announced last week. The addition of two more educational podcast guides plus the bundle packages and subscriptions have been a huge hit, and I am thrilled. I must admit, I think it's pretty cool that there are now three educational guides available for each podcast episode that reflect my Discover, Learn, and Play teaching approach. The illustration guide is perfect for helping you discover the jazz piano skill being taught in the podcast episode, especially the imagery of the skill, which is so vitally important to grasp. It magnifies the significance of understanding and the ability to recognize the shapes and sounds of jazz, to recognize those shapes and sounds visually, physically, and of course, orally. And likewise, the lead sheet guide, Takes you right by the hand, literally, by using traditional music notation to help you successfully learn the jazz piano skill being taught in the podcast episode. The lead sheets are perfect to have sitting on your piano as a quick reference when you are getting the harmonic shapes or melodic lines sorted out under your fingers. Having the lead sheets for all 12 keys is simply invaluable. And last, But certainly not least, the play-along guide, which are play-along tracks, and again, for all 12 keys, are perfect to help you successfully play the jazz panel skill being taught in the podcast episode. As I mentioned last week, the play-along tracks will help you develop the aspects of playing that no jazz teacher can teach you. Time, feel, articulation, right? You must experience these elements of playing jazz in order to properly develop them. And no better way to do this than to use quality play-along tracks. Anyway, I am thrilled that the addition of these three educational guides, Discover, Learn, and Play Guides, have been met with your overwhelming support and approval. My entire goal is to provide you with the best, Jazz Piano Lessons and Jazz Piano Educational Materials and support that's available anywhere today. You can check out the guides that are uh, ready to go for this podcast episode and, and all of the guides, all of the uh, the bundles and the subscriptions, all of that, uh, you can check out at jazzpianoskills.com. Again, just simply go to the, uh, the website, the menu bar that runs across the top of the page, you'll see the the podcast link. Simply click on that and you're good to go. Everything is there. Uh, also, while you're there at the site, check out the uh, Jazz panel Skills courses. I'll give you more information on those at the end of the podcast, and also uh, the Jazz panel Skills forums, which are now starting to get some traction, which is fantastic. I love to see the interaction in there. So check it all out at jazzpianoskills.com. All of the ed- educational podcast guides that are available, the, uh, the uh, courses, the Jazz Panel Skills courses, and the Jazz Panel Skills forums, jazzpianoskills.com. I want to stress, as I always do, that regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you're an experienced professional, you will find this podcast, this lesson today, to be extremely beneficial. So, this week, we are exploring chord family scales. This is an extension of our chord scale relationship study that we uh, embarked upon last week. And in this lesson, you are going to discover essential chord scale relationships. You're going to learn how to understand these relationships when grouped by chord families. And you are going to play the correct and most common scales for the five primary sounds of jazz. Major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished. So let's get started. To begin, I want to briefly discuss the importance of understanding chord scale relationships. Why is there so much emphasis placed on this skill? Why do you hear about this skill over and over and over again when you begin studying jazz? In short, because it allows you it allows me, it allows anyone studying jazz to successfully categorize the 12 notes of music appropriately, to categorize those 12 notes of music into three specific groups for any given chord at any given time in any given song, which is absolutely essential if you want to be able If you want to be successful at improvising, heck, it's absolutely essential if you want to be successful developing jazz vocabulary, which is needed before you improvise. Here's a quick story to illuminate the point that I'm trying to make. Years ago, and I mean years ago, when I was enrolled in the graduate program, In the Jazz Studies graduate program at the University of North Texas, North North Texas State University at that time, I attended a master class being taught by a prominent jazz saxophonist in the jazz world. A young man attending the master class and sitting in the front row in Kenton Hall, I remember it it as if it were yesterday. Kenton Hall, right, named after the great jazz legend Stan Kenton. This young man asked a very simple and logical question. He asked, when you're playing over a C dominant chord, what notes are you thinking about? What notes are your primary go-to notes for C dominant? I thought that was a great question, right? Very simple, very straightforward, very logical question. This famous saxophonist looked at at him with complete befuddlement. (laughs) He was shocked, confused, and he said, what are you talking about? He said, we have 12 notes in music, pick one. 12 notes, pick one. I remember thinking, hmm. Man, you, you're you absolutely correct. However, you are also a horrible teacher. 12 notes, pick one. Seriously? Wow. That's like throwing a dart at a dartboard while being blindfolded and hoping to hit something. Heck, it's hard enough to hit the dartboard When you can see it, (laughs) why in the world would I put a blindfold on? Listen, I know it and you know it. Improvising is not as simple as there are 12 notes. Pick one. This is why we study chord scale relationships. Now, going back to my original point. When we study chord scale relationships correctly, we learn how to categorize the 12 notes of music into three specific groups. And these groups are as follows. Group number one, we must, out of the 12 notes, we must be able to recognize the chord tones. Number two, We must be able to, out of the 12 notes, recognize the scale tones, which are the inside notes, inside the harmony. And number three, out of the 12 notes, we must be able to recognize the non-scale tones, or the outside notes, the notes that fall outside the harmony. We learn how to improvise using those note groupings. In fact, we do so using that specific order as well. For example, let's answer that young man's man's question that he asked the prominent jazz saxophone player years ago at the University of North Texas. Once again, his question was, when playing a C dominant, what notes are you thinking about when improvising? Simple question. The answer should have gone something like this. Number one, the first thing I do is I start with the chord tones. So for C dominant seven, I would start with C, E, G, and B flat so I have my C chord and I'm going to improvise thinking about those four notes. Those are my those are those are my safe points, right? It's a safe bet. Those four notes. No tension at all. In fact, <laughs> I can't go wrong playing any one of those four notes, right? So I start with the chord tones. Number two, once I have a command of the chord tones, I expand my vocabulary to include the scale tones. So now I go from this to this. So we've added the addition of three, three more notes, the note D, the note F, and the note A. So now I have the entire scale. I went from four to now seven. So I got those seven notes, that cluster, that clump right there. And finally, once I have a command of my four chord tones, I have a command of my scale tones. Finally, I can embellish my ideas with non-scale tones. So I can bring in the D-flat, the E-flat, the G-flat, the A-flat, and the B. So now we have all 12 notes. Core tones to scale tones to non-scale tones. It's a building block approach. A building block approach that eventually gives you the entire 12-note arsenal to work with when improvising. So see, it, it comes down to this. If you are unable to identify the correct scale tones for a chord, then you cannot identify the non-scale tones. Another way of saying it, you have to know the seven inside notes so you can see the five outside notes. That is why 12 notes pick one doesn't work. You have to be able to identify inside versus outside. And today we focus on seven inside notes for each of the primary sounds of music. Major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished. Today's lesson presents a different perspective of chord scale relationships that I taught in last week's lesson called Key Dependency. Same data, different perspective, which by the way, is how you gain a command, a mastery of any jazz piano skill, your ability to identify it, hear it, and play it using various and multiple perspectives, variations. So today, we discover, learn, and play chord scale relationships within a chord family. So in other words, we're going to take a C major sound, a C dominant sound, C minor sound, C half diminished sound, and C diminished sound. And we're going to explore each of those sounds using the appropriate scale or the most common scale, the most common chord scale relationship. So sit back, relax, turn on your ears. Here we go. Okay. So a chord family is made up of five primary sounds, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished. I want to just quickly and briefly go over how each of those sounds are constructed, okay, based upon the C major scale. So first, the C major scale. There are seven notes, C, D, E, F, G, A, B. The major sound is constructed by simply taking the root, the third, the fifth, and the seventh. So now we have our C major seven. Now, if we lower that seventh one half step from that B to to B flat, we now have the root, third, five, and flat seven. C, E, G, B flat, or C dominant. Now, if we lower our third from E to E flat, so now we have root, flat three, five, flat seven, or C, E flat, G, B flat, we now have C minor seven. And if we lower our fifth one half step, our G down to G flat, we now have one, the root, flat three, flat five, flat seven, or C, E flat, G flat, B flat, C half diminished. And if we lower our seven one half step again from our B flat down to A, we now have our root, our flat three, our flat five, our double flat seven, our A, C, E flat, G flat, A, C diminished. So that's a brief, very quick overview of the construction of the five Chords or the five sounds that make up a chord family, the C chord family. And it's the same blueprint that is utilized for all 12 notes to build the chord family. I actually did a whole podcast episode on this back in November of last year, November 24th, 2019, on chord families. So if you want to dive a little deeper and, and refresh um, your memory, go back and uh, re-listen to that podcast episode, November 24th, 2019. Just a real quick side note. We are dealing with four note chords or harmonic shapes in order to get to the five primary sounds, major, dominant, minor, half, diminished, and diminish. Why? There's no such thing as a dominant triad. The first three notes of the major seven, C-E-G, are the exact same three notes of the dominant seven, C-E-G. So in order to produce the five primary sounds of music, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished, you have to begin with four note chords. Okay, so let's, let's deal with C major, the C major sound first. Okay, so we have our C major chord, C E G B, right? And our C major scale, the chord scale relationship we're going to use for all you academic folks out there, Ionian mode. Don't get don't get caught up in the don't get caught up in the modes and the labels right now, right? But just so you know, Ionian mode, so it's going to be C D E F G A B. There's our scale. We have our C major chord, we have our C major scale. You notice um, I never play scales from the root to the root, right? My entry point, my destination point is always going to be different. And this is for ear training purposes. I never want to play from octave to octave, from doe to doe, right? I always tell students, don't be do-dos. I know. I think it's funny, but... <laughs> Most people don't. But anyway, in this lesson, I'm going to be playing. My entry point's always going to be the root. And my uh, destination point is going to be the seventh. So I want to hear this relationship. Root to seven. Okay? And then I descend the same way. So I'm traveling from the root to the seven. And then from the seventh back down to the root. So what I want to do is I want to bring in the ensemble, and I'm going to practice this chord scale relationship, this major chord scale relationship, Ionian mode, right? It's classic. It's classic. And uh, as I play my scale, my chord and my scale, again, I'm going to focus on digesting the chord scale relationship, the sound what it sounds like to go from the root to the seventh, and from the seventh back down to the root. This is not a speed contest. I'm not trying to impress you with speed because that is not the objective. The objective here is playing that chord scale relationship, understanding that intellectually, understanding that visually, understanding that physically and orally, okay? And I want to play it with um, great musicianship. I want to have it sound like jazz. I want, to, I want this to sound like a piece of music. So my objectives here are, are really to play jazz using this chord scale relationship. This should sound very musical. So here we go, let's bring in the ensemble, let's hear this chord scale relationship, this major Ionian mode chord scale relationship. Here we go. nice, right? It's fun. I could do that all day. Literally, I could do that all day. It's just great to hear um, hear the chord scale relationship, to hear that major seven sound, to get that under my fingers and in my ears, uh, to focus on musicianship, right? So important. So now let's turn our attention to our dominant sound. Remember, we're going to lower our seventh one half step, So now we get C, E, G, B flat. There's our dominant sound. And we're going to do the exact same thing with the scale. We're going to go from our C major scale with that B natural. Now we're going to lower it to B flat. Ah, now we get that dominant sound. I simply refer to that as the C dominant scale. But for you for you academic folks, mixolydian mode, right? It's actually the F major scale starting on C. The F major scale starting on C. And you know, it's it is important to understand where that comes from. It what it does is it justifies, it it validates why you're practicing what you're practicing. But the reality of it is you want to get to the point to where you just see that as the C dominant scale. You do not see that as a mixolydian mode. You do not see that as the F major scale starting on C. You just see that and hear that as the C dominant scale. But those other uh, perspectives are really important and that knowledge is important. So you can, you can, uh, like I said, validate uh, where these sounds are coming from and, and why they're important and. And why you should be practicing them. In fact, I always say modes are kind of like a really fancy every good boy does fine, right? Beginning piano students always learn that nice little catchy phrase to help them learn uh, the lines of the musical staff every good boy does fine. But the objective is <laughs> the teacher wants that student to forget every good boy does fine as quickly as possible and just see the lines on the musical staff as EGBDF, right? Well, it's the same thing here with modes. When you start looking at chord scale relationships and you understand the modes and and their origins, all of that is fantastic. And they can serve as really great crutches and and, uh, uh, bridges to help you understand and connect the dots, right? But sooner or later, we want you to at least I want my students to be able to just play the C dominant chord and play the C dominant scale. Just that simple. So now let's bring in our ensemble and let's listen to this chord scale relationship. Let's listen to this sound. And again, the objective is making music here, right? A nice balanced sound from the bottom of the scale to the top of the scale. Entry point being the root, the, destiny, the destination point being that dominant seventh, getting that into our ears, under our hands, and understanding it intellectually as well, okay? So let's make music. Let's make this sound like a piece of music, not like an exercise. So here we go. C dominant. Here's the chord scale relationship, mixolydian mode for the C dominant sound. Here we go. Thank very nice. Love it. Wow. So, okay. So, so far, right? The C major sound, chord scale relationship, the C dominant sound, chord scale relationship. Now let's turn our attention to the C minor sound in the chord scale relationship. For today, I'm going to use the Dorian mode. All right. In which simply that means we're going to play the B flat major scale starting on the note C. That's all the academic understanding. Now, here's the street perspective. You got the C dominant chord that we just played, C, E, G, B flat. We're gonna lower the third to E flat. Ah, now we get our minor sound. And we're gonna do the exact same thing for the scale, right? We're gonna take our C dominant scale, which was C D E C D E F G A B flat. Now we're gonna lower the third of that scale. There's my E flat. Now I have my minor sound. Fantastic. And yes, it is the B-flat major scale starting on C. And yes, we call that the Dorian mode. But we want to quickly see and recognize and hear this as the C minor scale. Beautiful. So now let's bring in the ensemble again. I'm going to focus on playing this as musically as possible. I want to play with a nice jazz feel from the bottom of the scale to the top, from the entry point being the root to the destination point being my minor seventh. I want to digest that sound orally. I want to digest it physically and visually. And I want to make music. I do not want this to sound like an exercise. I want this to swing. I want this to sound like music jazz. So here we go. C minor, chord scale relationship, Dorian mode, C minor sound. Here we go. love minor. So now we move on to the half diminished chord scale relationship. And the half diminished sound comes from the seventh mode of the major scale, right? Uh, We call that mode the Locrian mode. And so Obviously, we're going to flat our five now to get that half diminished. So, we're going to go from our C minor chord, which was the C, E flat, G, B flat. Now, we're going to lower our fifth so that G goes down to G flat. So, we get a nice C half diminished sound. Now, our scale for that half diminished sound is going to go C, D flat, E flat, F, G flat, A flat. B-flat. Keep in mind, it's the D-flat major scale starting on C. And this is a great example of understanding mode, function, where the chord comes from, with being able to construct and determine what the seven notes of the scale are, right? Without that understanding, you're not going to get to that half diminished sound. But once you get there, and you're playing this scale, once you know the shape, and the notes for the C half diminished scale, that's how I want you to think about it. Yes, it comes from the key of D flat. The scale of, It's the D flat scale starting on C. But eventually we want to just see that and hear that as the C half diminished scale. Nice, great sound. So now let's bring in our rhythm section and let's hear how this chord scale relationship sounds in a musical context. And again, I'm gonna stress it again, right? We're not focusing on speed, right? We're focusing on producing a really great half diminished sound from the bottom, from the entry point being the root, to the seventh, to that minor seventh or half diminished, seventh if you wanna think of it that way, uh, to the top of the sound. And uh, we want to play with a great jazz feel. We want to digest this sound orally, physically, mentally, visually, right? We want to make this sound like music. It's not an exercise. So let's bring our rhythm section in and let's swing the half diminished sound from root to the seventh and from the seventh to the root. So here we go. Let's check it out. Very nice. Awesome. So look, so far we've done C major, Ionian mode, C dominant, Mixolydian mode, C minor, Dorian mode, C half diminished, Locrian mode. All of these are simply major scales from a different entry point, right? The C major is, is the C major scale. The C dominant, is the F major scale starting on C. The C minor is the B-flat major scale starting on C. And C half diminished is the D-flat major scale starting on C. All major scales being applied to a different sound, right, to a specific sound, therefore becoming that scale. So the B-flat major scale, when applied to C minor, becomes the C minor scale. The F major scale, when applied to C dominant, becomes the C dominant scale. The D flat major scale, when applied to the C half diminished chord, (laughs) becomes the C half diminished scale. Does that make sense? That's how we eventually want to be thinking about this, hearing this, and playing it. Now, the diminished sound, comes from the seventh mode of the harmonic minor scale. The seventh mode of the harmonic minor scale. And just a really quick tip, the easiest way to think of a harmonic minor scale, if you take a major scale and you flat the third and you flat the six, you have a harmonic minor scale. So if I take my C major scale, and I flat the E, the third, and I flat the A, the six, Right, and now I play that. I have the C harmonic minor scale. All right, that that will be a whole different podcast at at another day in time uh, when I talk about harmonic and melodic minor scales. Just know that for today, the C diminished sound or the diminished sound, period, comes from the seventh mode of the harmonic minor scale. So the C-diminished scale is going to be C, D-flat, E-flat, F-flat, G-flat, A-flat, and B-double-flat, which is the A. So we get this. So now let me put the C-diminished chord underneath that. Beautiful. Okay. So seventh mode of the harmonic minor scale, which would be the D-flat, D-flat harmonic minor scale. So if you take that D-flat major scale and you lower the third and you lower the seventh, I'm sorry, (laughs) the sixth, if you take the third and the sixth, the D-flat major scale and lower it one half step, you have the D-flat harmonic minor scale, which is C diminished scale. You see how crazy that gets (laughs) when you start studying modes, right? That's why eventually you just want to get this. There's my C diminished scale. So once you do all the thinking and you get to the shape, the hand shape, you want it to quickly become the C diminished scale. So now let's bring in our rhythm section and let's hear this beautiful scale, this beautiful chord scale relationship in musical context. And let's make this sound like jazz, right? Again, entry point being the root, the uh, destination point being the seventh of the scale. Nice sound from, a, from the bottom to the top, from the top to the bottom, relaxed and a good jazz sound. Let's, let's check it out. Here we go. cool is that sound, huh? Fantastic. So look, today we have looked at chord scale relationships based on the chord family, right? So we took the C chord family, C major, C dominant, C minor, C half diminished, and C diminished. And we constructed and looked at the appropriate scale That goes with each one of those chords. And again, we need to know those seven notes of the scale that go with each of those chords because we have to be able to identify the inside notes before we can start incorporating notes that fall outside the harmony into our improvisation. So today, in essence, we looked at the first two groups that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. We looked at the chord tones that make up that sound, that specific sound, whether it be major, dominant, minor, half diminished and diminished. And we also looked at the scale, the the most common uh, scale relationship that goes with that sound, right? So this study, again, is so necessary because we have to be able to identify inside harmony versus outside harmony to ever get to the point that we could agree with that saxophone uh. The saxophonist at university of North Texas who said twelve notes, pick one. Yes, we want to get to the point to where we understand music at that level, but we can't just jump in and start doing that without the study of chord scale relationships. So I hope you have found this jazz piano skills podcast lesson on chord family scales to be insightful and of course I hope you found it to be very beneficial. Now One thing I want to stress is that there are the podcast, the educational guides that are available for this episode at jazzpianoscales.com. There are three guides, the Discover Guide, which are the illustrations of the chord scale relationships for all 12 chord families, for all 12 keys. Those illustrations are mapped out beautifully. They are excellent, and they give you a really great imagery of the shapes of each of these sounds, major, dominant, minor, half, diminished, and diminished, and the appropriate scale relationship for those sounds. So I would encourage you to check out the illustrations. The uh, lead sheets are also available and they're fantastic. They have all the chord scale relations uh, relationships mapped out using music notation. And some nice voicings in there as well. And again, for all 12 keys, they're great. The lead sheets are great to have on the piano at your fingertips uh, as you're digesting, as you're practicing and getting these shapes and sounds under your hands and in your ears. And of course... Uh, the, um, the podcast, the, the play along tracks, right? So now the play along tracks are available for this episode as well. And the play along tracks are again, in all 12 keys, not just for C, not just for the C family, but there are play along tracks for all 12 chord families. There are a total of 60 play along tracks that you can have access to and download and utilize while practicing. So head on over to jazzpianoskills.com, go to the podcast link, hit the podcast link in the menu bar, and go check it out and get the educational guides to help you uh, practice chord family scales. Also, while you're there, check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses. Um, They are available and ready for you to utilize as well. Very sequential learning. If you're looking for a sequential learning process uh, program, the Jazz Panel Skills courses are for you. And each course is packed with comprehensive lessons, uh, detailed instruction and illustrations, educational talks, uh, interactive learning media, traditional guides and worksheets that you can utilize and download, high definition video. Demonstrations of me playing uh, the jazz piano skills in all 12 keys. So you can see fingerings and hand movements. Uh, very beneficial. Play along tracks, of course, right? And lead sheets that you can download too. Uh, and of course, professional and personal educational support in all of my courses and lessons as well. And yes, mobile access, making it easy to practice at any time on the go. And you can access these through your desktop, laptop, computers tablets, phones, uh, your TV. And yes, I even have some folks doing it on their watches, which totally cracks me up. And also the Jazz Piano Skills Forums. Get out there, be an active uh, participant and member. Uh, Get to know some folks, introduce yourself, make some new friends, answer some questions, ask some questions, uh, become part of the community. And don't forget, SpeakPipe is now a part of Jazz Piano Skills You can send me a voicemail message at any time. Send me a message with any questions that you may have or comments, and I will respond right back to you with a voicemail message of my own. It doesn't get much easier and simple than a single mouse click for you and me to interact and communicate and engage with one another. It's fantastic. I love it, and I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to hearing your voice. So, listen, that's it for now. And until next week, I want you to enjoy this amazing journey. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.